Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. It's your host Tom Quee here. We are back with something that I love to do on this channel. Uh, you know, shout out to all the guys that have joined me over years gone by of uh, great concert reviews on this show. Looking back on everything from cunning stunts to Kentucky Speedway, you know, to S and M, and he- here we arrive at Nimes, the 2009 concert uh, in the French Coliseum. If you haven't seen this, then just go watch it literally go watch it and use this as a companion piece afterwards to listen to because i don't want to spoil how fucking incredible this concert is this is definitely one of my favorite metallica concerts i'm gonna lay a heavy crown on this concert release this is the concert joker um this is uh, listening to this concert watching this concert is what gave me the catalyst the impetus to start alpha metallica i was watching i was like i fucking love this band i was like yeah i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do this podcast about this band man i mean is there a higher decree to honor (laughs) <laughs> not within the context of this podcast exactly <laughs> it is the burning star that born it all <laughs> all in all man you know great to have you back you joined us back in episode 19 of this show originally alpha's alligator episode we did bread fan uh budgie's bread fan definitely got a list of that episode but uh yeah great to have you back man great to be back thanks for having me on again man uh, give us a very short digested Metallica history for you. Like, you know, how did it begin? How did it continue? I mean, I sort of I, I rambled through this on yeah. on the on the Bread Fan episode, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. It was, as a kid, uh, tapes from the library and Justice for All. Um, yeah. So Blackham wow. was the first thing that I heard. Oh my god! Um, and then from there on in, just you know, wherever I could pick up a record or CD when Load came out, quite obviously I got that with it being the greatest Metallica album of all time <laughs> as previously discussed still holding on to that Tom still holding on uh, <laughs> and then from there on in I mean after that would have been working and then mm. had internet after that so sure. you just have access to oh, all yeah. of that stuff but yeah it was you know it's been been a couple of decades at least mm, mm, mm. so you know. Yeah, this is taking place in the sort of Metallica chronology, as I say, within the sort of death magnetic frame here. This was a tour that was honoured a lot by the band, actually. You know, we saw the the Mexican release. We saw Quebec Magnetic. Um, you know, we saw the Big Four to a certain extent. Or I know that wasn't kind of a death magnetic time, but, you know, of this era again. What are your thoughts on the album, actually, Death Magnetic as a whole? I'm a huge fan of it personally. Where does it rest with you? I absolutely loved it when it came, you know, when it come out, and I'd I'd seen some kind of monster after mm. I'd heard Death Magnetic, and that okay. just made me love it more. Right, you know, it made me truly appreciate what a sort of rise from the. Well, I mean, they were in the absolute shit with Lars's, you know, tinny snare drum uh-huh. and you know whatever else. I don't, I don't mind that. I've I've made no bones about not minding that. <laughs> I don't bother some people. Yeah, it's just coming from that Tom Waits stable, I think, as I said, like, you know, the, the tin ear. Uh, I'm used to it. So, this is uh, French for one night. Uh, Francois pour un nuit. I'm, I'm, I'm butchering that, obviously, but yeah, oui, French. Oui, no, oui. Un, un, oui. There we go. Uh, <laughs> this was, you know, originally, I don't think it was meant to have an official release. I think it was just issued in France. Then it was imported into vision quality to be considered a regular release. And apparently, aside from the photography on this, by Russ Halfin. The entire po- uh, project was made by French professionals, from the video to the art direction. And w- we should say, uh, it's in a fucking coliseum. This venue. <laughs> it's my. It's my sort of first note. Is you know, it looks like they're about to bring lions out. Oh my god! You know? I- I'm sure they did back in the day. Like yeah, as you say, the the panning, the huge crowds that are like sort of old football grounds, like the way they tower above you, you know, and it's yeah. just, you know, undeniably cinematic. And with Metallica playing at the beating heart of this place, it's a match made in heaven. 
Greek amphitheatre style. You yeah. Know, circular crowd. It's got like Cunning Stumps 3.0 in a way, you know. <laughs> it ramped it up to this. It's absolutely <laughs> epic. It's just oh. the, then know, going epic, down the hallway at the start. Goosebumps. Oh, yeah, everything. <laughs> Dramatic entrance music, you know, chants oh. and the walkout. A very well-groomed James as well. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, when he gets to the uh, the 1950s microphones. Yeah, yeah, skinny James, skinny, death magnetic James. And, yeah, the, the, the crowd washed in blue and, you know, Lars kissing uh, to them and people arriving with spotlights. And, you know, for, for them to kick into Blackened, what a statement. It's, it, well, it's a solid opener as well. I think that was a mainstay on the tour for, mm. for opening um, as, as well on that tour. I'd seen them uh, just a couple of months after this performance at the inaugural Sonosphere. Ah. And they opened with Black and there as well. Um, and, I mean, for me, it's a perfect, perfect opener. The only real stuff I got for this, I thought the bass was a little out of the mix, maybe. Okay. You know, Rob should break out the bass of Doom. But mm. as... All in all, with everything, cinematography, lighting, and just, they are on point with performance. The cam- camera's very busy, isn't it, throughout the whole thing? Oh, yes. Oh, very much You know, so. captures what, what you want to see, really. There's no real lingering shots, but there's just so much action going on with the band and everyone around. It really keeps the momentum with the music, mm. doesn't it? It really, really complements it very well. Yeah. It's, they're, they're earning time and a half, those, those camera and lighting guys, surely. Yeah. You know? <laughs> We should say as well, this show uh, took place on the World Magnetic Tour. Uh, there was mm. quite a few acts, of course. It was a huge event in of itself. Actually, four support bands, two who I'm not going to pretend to know should have researched them, Mass Hysteria and Mopa, M-O-P-A. Did it ring any bells, Joe? Not heard of no. any of them. Of Mopa sounds like me on a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> we get some more familiar uh, stable mates here. Lamb of God and Mastodon actually supported Very nice. here. Very I mean, nice, indeed. Mastodon especially, you know, when I, when I was on Metal Up Your Podcast, I mentioned that Blood Mountain was actually my favourite non-Metallica metal album. I think that that album is, is out of this world. But but yeah, getting back to the band, it, it's an incredible rendition. It makes you appreciate, in these kind of cleaner, more open-air circumstances, what justice really is, you know, how tight, how inventive, how fun it is to hear this song. And I think when they break into that riff, that and you know, James bowing his head before this baying crowd, it just, yeah. I mean, it, it captures the band superbly, this Nemes concert. Oh, it does. It just shows how comfortable they are, right from the word go, in this sort yeah. of setting. yeah. You know, even though I bet they are, you know, clenching the bums a little bit at the oh, sight of, of all those people, but they got to be used to it after all this time, aren't they? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, it's the two thousand year old arena, so it does give that sense from all angles that you are covered, that you are watched. There's lots of outer angle shots as well that I really like, where you're sort of behind the last person on the last fence, yeah. you know, towards the top, and you really get a sense of the scope here. I'll say now, categorically, for me personally. This second song, so they go from Blackened into Creeping Death, which, you know, I made no bones about it. It's my favourite Metallica song. This is probably the best version of it I've ever seen. It's it's certainly very, very good indeed. I mean, I'm loving... Lars is just... You know, everyone everyone brags on Lars a lot of the time for right. this reason or another, but he is just driving it, you yeah. know. Kirk's absolutely on the go. Lars, with his, he's got his, his uh, Tama double bass drum drum kit, and Zildjian cymbals, he's kicking it. And Rob, there we see the appearance of Rob in sort of half crab stance. Yeah, which sounds like a really weird name. Um, so he's probably he's like a three out of ten on the crab scale. I'd say Rob there, you know. Um, but they're all absolutely loving it. And 
I mean, I was just sort of a lot of this was just sat stink facing and just going, wow, yeah. you know, yeah. wow, fucking hell, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> not the most eloquent of reactions, but no, 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 I completely agree. The the intro, I think, is nothing but captivating. Always, every time you see it, and the band are just really enjoying it. I love again that they place this, you know, so so early as they always do, you know, to keep things going. But for me, there's a certain camera angle where James kicks into the main riff after the intro, and the camera just pans really quickly as a dolly shot in front of him as he's holding his guitar up, and it just it just looks so fucking badass, man. I, I love that shot oh that's true i missed that to be fair i'll yeah. have to go back and, no uh, i'll screenshot i'll screenshot that i'll gift that shit <laughs> uh, put it in the thumbnail <laughs> and uh james is singing uh you know it's loud it's with purpose i think that you know he's his performance his performance is pretty much always great you know there's dips and troughs here and there but i think his vocal performance on this concert and in creeping death is uh immaculate it's got to be one of the most consistent in modern metal and sort of old school this really mm. you know just all the time gives it his all and i mean you know he's even at this show what almost 10 years ago you know he's um he's climbing up the ladder but man he's still still absolutely pounds it out yeah and there's little hetfield variations that you see throughout these songs you know like even kirky baby mr hammer to introduce the solo <laughs> yeah. uh but i love in the chorus was like Oy! like he has this really sort of slavic so like you know to it and it's a monstrous growl james is on fire and the cameras as i say are cutting all over kirk and rob singing into the mics as well and yeah kirk nails the solo and i think kirk all together here really tight playing throughout the whole two and a bit hours Kirk is just, again, the, the consistency, he's just on fire, man. Yeah. He's wearing it all over his face, you know, he's looking up into the stands, looking to the gods, mm-hmm. you know, all searching around, but he's just, oh, man, I was, I was really, really impressed because, you know, I don't I don't listen to a bunch of Metallica, you know, loads yeah. nowadays, but I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I watched it probably three times all in all, like mm. Fracture, and it's, oh, it's absolutely a fantastic performance really. yeah <laughs> yeah it really it really is and you know the, there's goblets on stage of flame and you know it, you know it's expertly put together as we say and i i love at the end of creeping death when it breaks apart when the you know and kirk sort of pairs off from the harmony and it splits and james screams names at this point as well yeah. which is a fun <laughs> thing to say in general names and hearing Mr. Hett growl it as he does, uh, you know, he's nothing short of exhilarating. And the pulse keeps going uh, with fuel. I mean, he, he mentions beforehand, are there any gladiators here tonight? So we get that same sort of reference. Yeah. You know, again, everyone's absolutely going for it. Lars really driving it. His fills are like on amphetamine, apparently. Yeah. You know, the, the, I've spotted harmonies in the bridge or the pre-chorus or yep. whatever the chorus is in this song you yep. know the harmonies are beautiful between rob and james um rob's on a sort of two out of ten crab on this he's taking the back seat but james james's vocals are just again just really good yeah yeah he sounds fantastic in this song and fuel to me i when i first got into it i know i'm not a load reload cat etc but i always have respect for fuel i always actually quite like fuel i think fuel's maybe the best reload song in my opinion it's the most standout, I'd say. Yeah. You know, I, I always enjoyed quite, quite strangely. I always enjoyed the Avril Lavigne version of the MTV. Yeah, I, yeah. Where, yeah, James on Icon is like, yo, it's weird to see a girl singing my lyrics or something like that. You know, he has this sort of <laughs> this inner moment. 
for the I, I got cameras but uh yeah i agree the the harmony uh with rob is excellent mm. burning hot loose and clean that lyric always gets me i don't know what it is i think the combination i think it's such an emblematic song of this motoring world that he's projecting i think this works really well as a track and you know the breakdown with the flames and you know the, the crowd surfing going on so early people are loving it already mm-hmm. you know getting it going and this is a great thing with the metallica set it's just coming in waves of classics and crowd pleasers oh yeah you know i mean we're not we're not seeing any load tracks yet but no. you know re- i don't, don't care so much for reload but no sure. no load tracks of, as of yet we'll see what happens you know so uh, we cannot hope yeah uh you know fuel is really successful and james says after this gonna play some new stuff gonna play some old stuff and they kick into Another Justice classic, in my eyes. Uh, another one that works even better live. Uh, the way James kind of reacts to the crowd and moves like a pendulum as he kicks into the main riff. I'm talking about Harvester of Sorrow. Oh, yeah. Just Kirk and Lars are just rallying the troops beforehand, mm. just rousing everyone up. Oh, two hands aloft as the guitar leaks feedback. It's oh, yeah. crazy. <laughs> Everyone's just so hyped. And this mm. is, I mean, it's such a chugging i keep saying pounding but mm. it is you know it's, it's pounding anthemic yeah. um you know and in this setting it only adds to it rob's rob's sort of milling around a three out of ten he ends up on the amp as well yep yep, yep. he's crawling everywhere amp. yeah you know? <laughs> james again has a nice softness in his voice the melody to harvest is quite tricky and you know there's some nice effects as well sort of barreling off pauses as well in the song after that fiddly bit you know that they play really well they go back into the song with such power i love this version it's a spoil of riches early on joker fade to black is next Absolutely, it's a bit of a surprise, isn't it? Really, mm. so so sort of early on, but yeah, it's got to go somewhere, I suppose. You know, James asking, "Do you feel how I do?" You mm-hmm. know, saying, mm-hmm. "How do you feel? Do you feel how I do?" Everyone says, "Yeah." I'm not sure if they do, but classic performance of a classic song. They they nail it. You know, this is one of the most exciting Metallica songs out there. We've you know discussed this recently on the show. Shout out to Nick Makoviak. Shout out his art page as well. Shout out Nick on Instagram. Uh, always great episodes but yeah we you know we just we discuss this song to death like metal like your podcast do this as well where it's kind of like when you're doing live stuff sometimes it's like oh yeah we've seen this one a billion times you know we can yeah. we can sort of no disrespect to it i think again it's excellent but uh more excited perhaps about you know the newer tracks that are coming through here and to see what they can do and we get our first death magnetic song uh with broken beat and scar this this one rocks out here i think this one feels right at home Oh, yeah, I mean, J- James checking how everyone is, and he's showing his prowess as a front man, really getting everyone involved and hyped up. And it's yeah. it's just so tight, you know, obviously with Death Magnetic being there, and some people will argue, but return to thrash, or at least this sort of right. like pseudo, yep, yep. pseudo return to thrash, which, you know, it was at least the old the older formula of, of songwriting. You know, some great shots of uh, Rob, James and Kirk as they're all doing vocals in like the pre-chorus. Yeah. Chorus. You know, the the what don't kill you bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Grammatically drop- incorrect as it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to go back to school, Talica. You know, <laughs> <of that. laughs> Rob's got the, the, the killer vocals as well. Yeah. Really... So really a lot of force behind them. And he's he's thrown in a surprise sort of five out of ten at this point with the crab. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Everyone's furiously thrashing away, mm. building up to the end. And I've got down here lighting ten out of ten as per usual. It's yeah. 
it just really it was sort of pinning me back in my seat a lot of the time just the mm. whole production it's so it's so well put together completely because the stage itself is pretty pretty spartan really there's nothing going on too much with with that kind of element but obviously where they are kind of yeah. you know the the surroundings just imbue it with this incredible majesty and yeah i like when the three of them go together after the main riff after the solo as well they sort of have a trinity there with lars the band seem really happy and in the moment completely and you know i, I love this song in general i think this is a great track by them and uh yeah i think they kill it and i think cyanide again they give a sort of double punch mm. here with the death magnetic Again, a highlight from Death Magnetic. Again, a song they seem to really enjoy playing. And that you've got to commend. It's a lot different to everything else. You know, they're sort of foraging new ways of putting these songs together. Yeah, it always, it always stood out for me on the album as sort of being a, being a bit different, mm. um, you know, from at least the formula of the others. Um, but they're, again, they're just getting it pumped the fuck up, asking for the Metallica family's participation. You know, um, yeah. I think this was like the lead single, um, or sorry, the second single after the I day. I think so, yeah. Been. Um, but I mean, there's a post solo, some lovely fist pumping action from from the family. I'm assuming that's the crowd, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's again sort of broken, beaten, and scarred. I was just sort of watching it, taking it all in because this would be a track, you know. I haven't seen as many live performances sure. of, and I'm just sort of like, wow, you know, just how tight and how crisp everyone is. Laying it down, Lars. Every time, every track, Lars is killing it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolute Danish Slayer. He's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's the motor of the band, undeniably. Sad but true. You know, is occurring. Not too much to say about this version. I think they. You know, it's quite marvelous, really, to see the silhouettes at this time as well as the sun's going yeah. down, and you get to appreciate oh, yeah. the. Uh, you know, the change over there it takes on a totally different character, uh, as these things tend to do. And then into a bass solo by Rob. What do you what did you think of um the old the old crab meter? Oh well the, well, I mean, you know, Rob during Sabbath True, Rob was rocking it on a nine point three out of ten. Wow. You see. Then at one point he takes a knee, so that knocks it up to a nine point six, I'd say. <laughs> um ja- I mean James's vocals are great there, but his his bass solo I mean, Rob Trujillo, Trujillo, perhaps? Trujillo, I think. Trujillo. Yeah. He, because um, his his idol, um, and one of mine as well, is Jocko Pastorius, mm. the virtuoso jazz bassist oh, yeah. um, from the sort of mid, mid-70s. mid um, And Robert actually paid a lot of money to have Jocko's original bass um, return to his family, mm. which was stolen from a New York park bench in the mid-80s when Jocko was living rough near the end of his life. And this was stolen. It turned up in a thrift shop in in America somewhere, and the, the owner didn't want to didn't want to let go of it. And Rob stepped in and had it returned to the family and paid a considerable amount. And now he owns his base, which is a fretless uh, fretless base, which Jocko had pioneered. And I think with this, he's taken a lot of inspiration from Jocko. Just on the, it is more of a a jazzy solo piece, and it's just so beautifully crafted. And then on the kick out, it's just so choggy and so heavy and it sounds like about four instruments together (laughs) (laughs) supposed to just rob on his bass um and it's just a it's just an exhibition showcase of the crab as well Mm -hmm. you know obviously it's um i mean epic light and fire sequence pyrotechnic guys are on are on the on the overtime you know it's all uh 
It's, it's all good stuff because everyone then splits, don't they? They will, they will go off for urination or have a drink. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, I'll have like a yeah. burger or something. Yeah, I'm not quite go, sure. Go what. listen to a King Diamond song or whatever Lars is doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. put a, a Queen's Rike LP on for a little while <laughs> and then get back and play one, which mm. you know, a stable really, you know, a staple I should say uh, of the set. Um, any, what are your thoughts on this performance? Again, extremely epic. Only, only helped by the the surroundings. Yep. Um, James's verse is very vocally nice, absolutely, or vocally very nice, should I say? Mm. I'm really enjoying that. The the pre bridge help me scream is really sort of tortured and really, really added to me for that one. Lars's double bass is off the charts, and obviously the breakdown is as heavy and sublimely executed as as ever just gargantuan piece of music and of course the you know the pyrotechnics absolutely 10 out of 10 and we get into the next death magnetic couplet Mm. of tracks beginning with all nightmare long which is a song actually i tackled quite early on the show with andre veselenko shout him out incredible uh, metallica youtuber but uh, yeah, I really dug this song, man, and I think it's a hard song to play. And seeing them do this live makes you really appreciate, you know, the level of skill on pl- on display. No, oh, the musical prowess. This was always one of my two favourites on on the album. I'd say um, th- this really sort of showed me that they were back to their full pounding best, at least you know within the confines of of the modern day era and. This is another one I haven't got much more than wow because yep. I, I said a fucking hell about 19 times whilst wit- <laughs> witnessing this rendition. It says, you know, Rob's on on Rob's on the four out of ten. He's got mid tier knees and nice optional head whipping, so you know that adds to it. There's never disappointing when when Rob's on the scene. So uh, yeah, yeah. And it kicks into a terrific uh, day that never comes. Great to see the crowd doing the, you know, uh, you know, the song, the album, you know, they're touring on and it's being so well received. Of course it is. It's fucking fantastic. And they play so powerfully. Um, The love is a four letter word sequence that everyone enraptures. You know, this I swear to you, Neems. Uh, very badass. Like, you know, I, I, lo- I love the whole song. And I love that the song, I think the last three, four minutes are all instrumental to close it up. Yeah, I always love this sort of proggy, sort of progressive type um, breakdown at the end. Mm. And especially the end riff or the end of, of the bridge um, for a quick Tomism there would be the dun 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 You know, that sort of shit. Right. And James is one hand in it. Mm. He's just one hand in that. Um, yeah, what else have we got here? For, oh, yeah. They, <laughs> they, they all get near the drum kit, you know, and everyone's loving it. Yeah. The sort of rock god posing, all the raw vocals. Oh, yeah. And the sound is so clean as well. Yeah. It really, oh, I agree. God, yeah. Absolutely excellent stuff. I've Rob no, sort of I've no, that. I, yeah. <laughs> I've noted the sound actually. I think the sound is captured brilliantly. It's a fantastic rendition of of a great fucking song. Really enjoy this song. Just after the day that never comes, I was watching that part with my friend Josh, um, and Kirk Hammett starts riffing something afterwards, and Josh immediately just said, "Oh, this is from uh, Sales of Charon by the Scorpions. It's Yuri John Roth." Ah. And I said, "Oh, I wouldn't have recognised that." He said, "Oh yeah, Kirk Hammett is jammed with Yuri John Roth apparently." Yeah. Which is a nice sort of bit of synchronicity reciprocity yeah um 
and it, there's a masturbatory solo but i i listened to the the original of that track the scorpions track sales of charon and it is fucking phenomenal mm. it is okay. it is a sensational piece of music but that was yeah i just wanted to add that in because that that's it's listed on the track list on on the internet sort of thing but because that was pointed out as sort of a nice little yeah nice yeah thing. interesting didn't didn't capture that one at all um so yeah i mean score kind of a bit of a mystery to me scorpion should i check them out well worth it. Well, yeah. they always were to me until a couple of months ago. And, Ro- um, Rock you like a hurricane's the only one I know, and that's from Guitar yeah. Hero. <laughs> All the sort of later stadium stuff can get a bit ropey, but the early, the yeah. earlier albums, they're just yeah, all, all fire. As, as it and, always is. As it always is. Um, is always the case, you know. Maybe not for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but you know, still. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are they still alive? Post Stadium Arcadium. I know they continue with Josh Klinghoffer. Is that right? But. Uh, yeah, I'm not really interested in the newer material, to be honest. Oh, I, I mean, they kind of lost me after one hot minute, to be honest. Really? You didn't? Yeah, what? yeah. I was. I mean, Californication's all right, but that was the last. By thing the way, by the way, it's quite good. No, no, no? I didn't inform you. No, okay. But we left the chili. Right. Not really chili. <laughs> it, yeah, it was. You no. Know, That's not flat. what they want. That's not what they want. But yeah, this is a place <laughs> and uh, dosed and yeah, there's some there's some good tracks now. But we get into Master of Puppets. Mm. which you know is coming in about the one hour 20 mark um so you know pacing this expertly crowd singing it the crowd in tents um you, you know can't help but get goosebumps when the crowd sings along to the harmony lines as well kirk really nailing those lines really playing excellently lots of moshing james holding up the mic stand to the crowd yeah. every, you know just love it this is a frantic version lars is just on philatronic mode it's sort of like faster or puppets and like you were saying before with the French National Anthem, it's a very shrewd intro into um, in, into this song. works quite well. Um, and just, oh man, James is quasi-scatting at one point. Yeah. And then he's sort of like death metal singing as well, which gave me a nice feeling in my belly. He's got the real guttural, <laughs> you know, it's really nice. Um, he's kind of, you know, him laughing as well. Demonic, it's sort of like Vincent Price, you yeah, know, he's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rob Shadow, again, beautiful camera work and the lighting, capturing Rob Shadow moving about all the place. He's on a sort of 8 out of 10, as you'd expect from such a classic, you know, the Crabometer to be on the upper echelon of the scale, you know. And, you know, the set list can become a little predictable towards their end. You know, Mm. there's certain songs that Metallica don't really play, but here was one they were bringing out of the closet and a welcome uh, surprise, Dyer's Eve. It's... it was a surprise to me, which they mm. apparently played this when I saw them, but it was towards the end of the set and yeah. slightly intoxicated, so it's all a bit fuzzy. Um, I thought at the, at the start that it was going to be like an impromptu gorillas performance with all the all the shadows as a full band shadowing, but they explode into it and it's just full thrash, you mm. know, full thrash going. And always love the chorus and the notes that James hits in the chorus to that. It's, you know, Rob's on a four out of ten. Again, this is another just wow one because I wasn't sort of expecting to, you know, get to see this. Um, and they just perform it and as they do everything so competently, so powerfully. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Yeah, you're right. And it's a real rousing edition of, a, again, a very difficult song, mm-hmm. the epic closer 
to justice and you know interesting they play the tape at the start playing the actual opening the intro of the song by tape and then they kick in on the main riff yeah so i'm not quite sure why they do that have some change over on but uh, it's a punishing version the stage is engulfed in flames um you know it's dizzy has been performed 35 times all in all and the last time it was performed was pretty much on this tour in 2010 uh first performed march 5th 2004 which is actually my birthday uh in los angeles so uh i probably sent semi-sentient of Metallica uh, when I was 12 but uh, uh, we we go forward from Dyer's Eve you know into another classic Nothing Else Matters which you know always wins doesn't it as a song as a live performance it's never anything but compelling oh absolutely it can't sort of much like Fade to Black and Master you know mm. any of those stuff you you're always going to get a great performance of it you know nowadays and Again, the, the the setting of this stuff is it's unbelievable. Get Kirk Kirk the Ripper Hammett's solo beforehand, which is a nice a nice lead into it. Um, I'm sorry, I'll just have to get my other page up. It's all good. <laughs> it's hodgepodge of notes, drunkenly scribbled down. Here we go. Oh yeah, cool. yeah. Every, everyone's just um, everyone's just stink facing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's loving that. <laughs> Uh, it's a great one-two punch yet again from them mm. at the end of Nothing Else Matters going into Enter Sandman and, yeah. you know, killer version, really. And the, the prayer being played as well in the build-up is epic. It's 2009 as well, so not everyone has camera phones yet. So you don't get that sort of swamping and it just feels a little bit more, I don't know, connected, I suppose. It does have an effect on the viewer as well as the person at the concert. But, uh, you know, they get, they get out to the end of the song getting yes and oys from the crowd they end the main show thanking everyone for the time I mean James is really beaming you know it's a fantastic showing they play a bit of frayed ends here as well Joe oh is, is that right it's... yeah they play a little bit at the top um, Lars sort of encouraging everyone James asking if they have the energy you know to let them continue we get a stone cold crazy cover um, into some motor breath which is a you know non-relenting version and they soak it all in. And there's just so many people watching, so many people applauding from so many different directions. And, yeah, I, I, I love it, really. And they're talking about how 2,000 years from now they're going to remember this. They're going to remember Neems for having Metallica yeah. there. <laughs> how they're not rioting by this point, that there's been no low tracks. I'm not too sure. You know, they, Where's they really two by four, homie? They've got to do something Oh, my point. God. You know, I know it's in the encore, but they've got to do something. We'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Because I mean, Motor Breath is it's an absolute banger. You know, obviously James is not finished. Are you? And his modesty level is a heady ten out of ten. With the comment, "A band like us at a place like this." You know, he's so humble to be there. It's like, dude, come on. It's fucking Metallica. You know? Yeah, yeah, I know what you <laughs> Lars mean. Just, Lars just taking it all in, just sort of sat behind the kit, really, you know, <laughs> looking around, taking everything. It must be overwhelming. I think, I, think, I think Metallica could do that. Metallica could play like Windsor or something, you know, Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Metallica could play some historically important, the Vatican or some shit, you know. I can, <laughs> the I can, Vatican? <laughs> I can see them uh, going there. So, Seek and Destroy is our mm. final song you know the patented long version the live version a lot of black balloons being thrown around all got the metallica logo on them i noticed that which is a nice <laughs> touch yeah all these bouncy balls come on for the the biggest heaviest kickabout in history surely 
and everyone is everyone's absolutely loving it, punting punting these balls out here, there, and everywhere. They sort of get they sort of get uh, jammed up on the stage at one point, <laughs> but they all get moved about. But it's a really nice visual. Really adds to really adds to everything. Kirk's shredding like an absolute bastard as well, you know, as as he's been doing this whole time. There's a few people in the pit sort of jumping around, hugging in a circle, just <laughs> pure adulation. And Rob goes into his certified spinal tap, eleven out of ten crab, plus frantic spin sequence, which releases a really nice harmonic bass tone while he's while he's rotating around. It's sort of like this feedbacking melodic harmonium. Um, which I really enjoyed as well, and you know it's Rob. So <laughs> I love <laughs> I love the closeout as well. We get a long outro uh, before mm. the credits even begin to roll on them leaving the stage, you know, arm in arm, and all of them going up to the mic and thanking Rob, getting the chants yeah. going, and oh, oh it's yeah. so good, fantastic. And do you do you know what they play just after Seek and Destroy is finished? They play two bars of of, of a track there. Right. And okay. And oh, oh, what it's it's from wasting my hate from load. Right. Okay. They, they sensed the danger. They thought, wait a minute, we're not playing any fucking load tracks. What can we do? Two bars of wasting my hate, and they've subdued a riot as effectively as Callum Cleesby would do. You wow. Know, probably a reference only you and I. That is there. an incredibly obscure reference. I'm not even the, gonna the, reveal. That <laughs> guy. That fridge guy might get it. He likes stuff like that. He, wow. Wow. He likes subversive stuff. But yeah, they they realised what was good and they just say, Neem, here's, we're going to leave you on this and then we'll come back in 2020 and we'll do a full load performance for no real reason. But that everyone needs to hear it, obviously. Yeah, I, I, if they did a sort of, uh, you know, anniversary load concert, it'd be pretty cool. Like, oh, we're going to play load, just going to play load. Like, it'd be great i'd be there I'd, everyone would be there yeah yeah, Pete, yeah. It, 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 there's no way it wouldn't sell out wherever it went like you know Absolutely. but they, they they wouldn't necessarily do that as a vintage but you know hopefully if they did in the future maybe one day but uh yeah this is nemes let us know what you think about nemes um if you've watched it if you're going to watch it um let us know what you think about our thoughts did you get the obscure callum cleesby joke i'm sure you didn't i'm sorry for yeah. i'm sorry for mentioning it yet again to confuse you and alienate you audiences but i want to uh shout out to everyone for listening uh definitely go back and listen to mine and joe's bread fan episode uh me and joe have a long storied history really he initially i suppose you supported me on patreon we were speaking we became you know we were speaking a lot you're on the show etc we actually did a rap battle on the show as well you know we've got a uh yeah, yeah checkered past but definitely check that out and i want to give a shout out as well to um people on the patreon that have been supporting patreon.com forward slash alf metallica if you want to support the show you want to get access to episodes like this weeks months before they come out uh two people who've uh, donated over the past couple of months sam briefer sam b i want to give a big shout out to you thank you so much man and jason wood thank you jason as well and thank you to everyone that supports on the channel as well greatly appreciate you and support us there at, at alf metallic at sorry at metallica pod on the twitter if you want to support us as well if you want to give us a follow there, um, get in touch with me, metallicapod.gmail.com if you want to come on the show. Uh, Joker, anything you'd like to promote, man? I've got an Instagram. Okay. I'm on that. I think it's Joker underscore 1984. I think. Hashtag okay. Studio Morrow. You can get all that shit. Right. Um, we'll have some music coming at some point. There's nothing formulated properly as of yet, but it'll be Kill Bill Gates will be dropping on the scene with some Death Step productions, you know. Right, right. Um, yeah, that'll be about it. Shout out the Fridge guy as well, because he compared me to Canel, which is another... Yeah, I saw that uh, comment. 
Another battle rap reference that most won't care for. The worlds are colliding. The worlds of podcasting are colliding. But uh, yeah, uh, subscribe to the channel. Go on Joe's Instagram. We'll put it in the description below. Check out our episodes. Thank you to everyone who listens to the show as well. Greatly appreciate you from all over the world. If you want to come on the show, again, it's probably going to be about a year or so if you want to do a song. But if you want to do some sort of top five, top ten, concert, whatever, uh, we can definitely do that. But uh, yeah, Joker, this has been great as always, man. Thank you. Fantastic stuff. Thanks very much, Tom. It's been good.